0: Welcome to In My Feels, where we talked about feelings and express emotions. How are you feeling? Good. And how are you feeling? I want to welcome everybody to another In My Feels episode. Hello. Today's episode is going to be the third installment of You Are Not Your Mind. And again, references from Eckhart Tolle's book, you know... The Power of Now, incredible book, please dive in and study it. It's a really, really informational kind of practical way of breaking down or disassociating with your mind, which I know many of us do associate with my mind because I used to be that person. Not saying I've stopped, but I'm saying I'm aware of my association to it. But, you know, before we start, thoughts, feelings, emotions, conditionings, everything on the inside creates your outside exterior. So my question for you is... How are you feeling right now in this moment? Take your time, dive in, listen. You know, you are not your mind, so listen. What do you hear? Do you hear that inner voice? Become the watcher, listen to your thoughts. Don't judge. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? I feel great, really good. I was away this weekend and I've I've just got back and I'm feeling inspired, re-inspired. So you are not your mind, part three. And the previous episodes, I spoke about hearing voices in your head, you know, freeing yourself from your mind. Thinking has become a disease. Um, do you have an off button for your mind? And it's kind of been digressing with me over the you know last few weeks and kind of reminding me of the practices I used to do and how much overthinking I would do and how it becomes severely unenjoyable to, to overthink. And then when you continue to overthink, then you feel like you can't control your mind. You can't control your thoughts. You feel like there's no end in sight. This is something that's because everybody's suffering from the same thing. So this must be a completely natural state of mind. And I can assure you it is not. Not thinking is a very natural state. No mind, which I've spoken about before, is a very natural state. That kind of pause in space in your mind is you, true consciousness. And thinking has become a disease because it it felt like a disease. I felt like I couldn't control it. My life was not mine to be accountable for. I gave that power to external sources. And now I'm reeling it in back to internal sources, internal power. You know, Eckhart says, so when you listen to a thought, you are aware not only of the thought, but also of yourself as the witness of the thought. A new dimension of consciousness has come in. As you listen to the thought, you feel a conscious presence, your deeper self behind or underneath the thought as it were. The thought then loses its power over you and quickly subsides because you are no longer energizing the mind through identification with it. This is the beginning of the end of involuntary and compulsive thinking. Boom. And this relates to me 1000%. You have a thought, a reoccurring thought that keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and you feel like you cannot stop it or you can't control it. Take a step back and listen. No judgment. Oh, why am I thinking that? What's going know, oh, yeah. No just listen you then become the witness to that thought and you know what happens if you keep practicing keep practicing it the thought and the witness become one and you then start having thoughts which you want to have and you become consciously present in that moment your deeper self behind the thought comes through the true you and i told you once you shine light on something disappears or it comes to light then it fades away because you're you're then no longer uh, identifying with the mind you're no longer believing that this is something you can no longer control this becomes internal power power from within the end of compulsive thinking you know Eckhart further goes on to say when a thought subsides you experience a disconnect in the mental stream a gap of no mind At first, the gaps will be short, a few seconds perhaps, but gradually they will become longer. When these gaps occur, you feel a certain stillness and a peace inside you. This is the beginning of your natural state of felt oneness with being, which is usually obscured by the mind. With practice, the sense of stillness and peace will deepen. In fact, there is no end to its depth. You will also feel a subtle emanation of joy arising from deep within, the joy of being. Remember, I spoke about the kind of countdown. So if your mind's racing and racing and racing, but also this is basically what Eckhart just described there was meditation, sitting peacefully and just relaxing, no judgment on yourself, no judgment for the things you're thinking, no judgment for any of it. When you become more practiced at that, you become great at something. If you pre- the more you practice at meditation, the greater you become, but it takes time. You have to keep working on it, working on it, working on it. And I remember when I was first started meditating and I'd noticed these little gaps. It may only be a few seconds, but you would notice them because your mind was constantly racing and too many thoughts, overthinking everything else. And then there'd be a gap of a few seconds. And then you keep meditating, meditating, and that gap is five seconds, then 10 seconds. Then you're like a whole hour and you're completely focused on what you're doing, not on the thoughts that are constantly racing through your mind. And remember I told you about that the countdown, how to quiet the mind. Maybe that's a way to do it before meditation. Meditation is just being, no judgment, just you. The countdown uh, approach, which I saw on YouTube, which I just Googled uh, many years ago, was how to quiet, quieten the mind. And it was the countdown technique, which I've mentioned. And it's, you know, the counting from 100 to zero, 100, 98, but out loud or whatever, I do it in my head because I'm trying to quiet my head, my mind. And then you'll be thinking of things. If your mind's racing constantly, you'll be thinking so many different things. Oh my God, this is stupid. This judgment comes in, everything else. Go, no, I am here now. Continue from where you think you left off. Even if you've lost your place, go to the nearest 10, you know, 98, 97, 96. And it'll be like, oh, the bills. Did I pay that? Oh, this, that job, this. Oh, what time do I start? No, 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 no. 96, 95, 94. This is in my mind, by the way. The reason why I think it's counting backwards because it's easier to count forwards. So counting, obviously, it's it's easy to count backwards too, but... It's a different spectrum. You're using a different way to count down. At first, you'll be battling your mind. It'll be a constant battle. But then, as I said, the gaps will appear. And they are fucking beautiful. They are so nice. Especially when your head's been racing and you've had headaches and and depressed and anxiety and all these things. And there's that quiet period. It is a beautiful space. And again, it takes practice. Practice. Practice practice you will become great and there's no there's no end product from it there's no depth to it you can just keep going deeper within deeper within deeper within quiet the mind quiet the mind quiet the mind and guess what happens there isn't this no longer this fear of will i not exist without my mind if i stop thinking altogether what will happen i'll be by myself no it's a beautiful space to be in Eckhart says instead of watching the thinker You can also create a gap in the mind stream simply by directing the focus of your attention into the now. Just become intensely conscious of the present moment. This is a deeply satisfying thing to do. In this way, you draw consciousness away from mind activity and create a gap of no mind in which you are highly alert and aware, but not thinking. This is the essence of meditation. So that's kind of the things I just mentioned. These these small gaps. In the mind stream the kind of the thinking the thinking the thinking and then you create these small gaps of no mind no thinking that's when the term you know peace of mind is non-existent doesn't it's peace without mind peace of no mind is the correct term or mind at peace and i and i've done it and this is what you focus on the present moment in which you are high alert and aware but not thinking so it's like it's almost like when you Puts 100% into something and you're solely focused on that thing. Nothing else matters. It's tunnel vision specifically for that thing. And then you see and then you feel rewarded after it works because you gave it the attention. How many of us give 100% attention to anything? Your relationship, you know, your job, your family, your kids. How many of us at any given moment give 100% attention to that one specific thing that's happening in the present moment? Even myself, I'm, uh, you know, I'm talking and I'm channeling my thought process and everything into the present moment right now. But I'm still thinking about, you know, the editing process, which assets I'm going to post, all these type of things. But none of that matters. The only thing that matters is what I'm doing right now. And I'm giving my 100% attention to it. And I'm pulling the thoughts that, I could, that are coming in as I'm talking and I'm letting them flow. But again, it takes practice. Which is the next point of Eckhart says, if in your everyday life, you can practice this by taking any routine activity that normally is only a means to an end and giving it your fullest attention so that it becomes an end itself. For example, every time you walk up and down the stairs in your house or place of work, pay close attention to every step, every movement, even your breathing, be totally present. Or when you wash your hands, pay attention to all the sense perceptions associated with the activity, the sound and feel of the water, the movement of your hands, the scent of the soap, and the list goes on. Or when you get in your car, after you close the door, pause for a few seconds and observe the flow of your breath. Become aware of a silent but powerful sense of presence. This is one certain criterion by which you can measure your success in this practice, the degree of peace that you feel within. Again... For any of this to make sense to us, we have to put it into practice. Every time you walk up and down your stairs in your house, notice your breath. Pay close attention to your movements, to every step, the details of the step, the details around you. You become ever-present. Guess what? You keep doing this all the time. Even at work, the numbers you're typing. Can you hear the sound it makes when you press the keys on your keyboard? These are little tips to keep you in the present moment, to stop you stressing about past and future. This helps massively when you're washing your hands, the temperature of the water, the soap, the bubbles, the way the water runs off the plate, how clean the plate is, the running, the sound of the running of the water. Once you focus on these present moment times, that's meditation, one focus. I don't know people say, you know, meditation is the idea is to have no focus. But even having no focus is still a focus. It's still one thing, one perception, one thing you're trying to do. The thing that I love about this episode is is there's a lot of ways to help you A, disassociate with your mind and B, to step into the present moment, into the now. Also how to quiet the mind, how to put things into practice, how to become present in the moment. There's a reason why it's called present because it's a gift to be living in the now. You know who was aware of that gift? Pretty much anyone who's spiritual enough to be remembered for many, many, many years. You know, whether that's Jesus or the Buddha or any kind of spiritual leader that has been known for thousands of years. They know how to step into present moment. That's what makes their energy so strong. And that's where we step into this vital step of our journeys toward enlightenment. And enlightenment is not this far off reaching thing. It's not like, oh, light's going to come out of me. No, no, no. You are light energy. Like I've already spoken about on previous episodes. We're systems of light, energy frequencies, higher and lower vibrations, all that type of stuff. That's us in a physical body. We have to learn to disidentify from our minds. Every time you create a gap in the stream of the mind, the kind of gaps of no thinking, no mind, the light of your consciousness grows stronger. it becomes this powerful energy that's attracting all this stuff that you feel about yourself and you know when you're on the right path because you feel good you've put in the work it's like that time you know when you're like i'm not going to go to the gym today and then you go and you're like i'm I'm glad i did that let's put but how many of us work on our minds we work on our physical bodies we work on our internal bodies you know have the heart pumping blood around your veins expand the lungs your breathing what type of stuff how many of us work on the mind, the actual mind of quieting the thoughts? And that cannot be done by anyone else but you. That is internalized. So you have to approach it internally. Now, don't get me wrong. You're in the gym and, you know, it keeps your mind calm and all that type of stuff. Again, that's a focus. That's a meditation. But I'm talking about the thoughts that overrace, the anxiety that builds, the depression that is the suppression of anxiety All these things kind of bubbling inside you. When we learn to disassociate ourselves from our mind, the gaps in your mind become bigger and bigger and bigger, and you become a no thinker. And then the thoughts become yours consciously. You're thinking the things that you want to think, not the things you don't want to think. And I promise you, one day you will catch yourself smiling at the voice in your head. You know what that means once you get to that point? That you no longer take the content of your mind all that seriously as your sense of self does not depend on it you step into i wouldn't say out of you step into yourself the shell of the mind breaks and you become you again it's almost like when you were a a child and a kid you you wouldn't really overthink things not that you i would remember but i think that's the point now our minds are constantly overworked and over overworked and overthinking and every time and what do you think is going to happen when the older you get if your mind's constantly overworked, it's like if you overwork anything, you know, soccer, uh, football players, you know, injuries and their body breaks down, it's physical activity, basketball players, their knees give, give way, and, you know, all these type of things, because the body's been overworked. What happens if you, if you overwork your mind? What do you think is gonna happen? It's gonna break down. But again, we cannot take ourselves too seriously, our mind too seriously, that inner voice, we cannot take it too seriously. When you approach it with no judgment and allow it to flow through you and you listen openly, the mind turns around and goes, oh, I am you and you are me. I'm a part of you, but it's using you. It's the egoness of the mind that is using you. And once you step into the awareness of it, that veil drops and you become consciously aware of everything, including that your mind is a valuable tool to store information, To remember things for functioning. But if it's overthinking and making you depressed and all this type of stuff, we have to step into accountability and make a change. And I think I'm going to leave it there. I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. I am insanely excited at where this journey of this podcast is going. I'm excited about the books I'm reading. I'm excited about life. You know, I'm living, practicing living in the present moment because it's a gift.